Let me tell you what the ghettos and the projects were supposed to be. They were supposed to be heaven on earth and God was we. But then somebody said God was in the sky and took God out of me. And when he said God was a he, they took God out of she. And in that concept, trouble really don't believe. See, this is a story about what I believe. It's about the ghettos and the projects and the hell we all ignore. But every eye sees the children, hungry, hopeless, and homeless, a sad state to be in. Adults go to church faithfully and their children think God's a European. I mean, when people start to care less about their own child genius and go to the nine of five just to sweat hard for that European, they become their child's worst enemy and their own self-demon. See, nowadays, we love going to sleep when Master say that's the only way we'll be able to participate in this American dreaming, screaming for love and silence, not knowing why we're screaming. See, we need a vacation to go battle personal demons. Can God be a woman? Looks like don't too many want to answer that question. I guess that's one of many chains of conditioning. People wake up and pay attention because behind bars, our black boys are missing. I mean, behind bars, our black boys are praying, trying to conceptualize a concept they were given called God. And at an early age, it seemed so odd. God loves all, but he or she will sit back and watch her own great grandmother die. See, at times, I wish the Bible would have been a book about black pride. And maybe then we will be following the God inside. See, I, I can't see eye to eye with a white sky. God, oppression, destruction, and confusion. People, I have a question. Who's winning this race and who's losing? Masters of our own confusion. And they say money is the root to all evil. With this, our preachers are playing a devil's advocate, not making any sense. Common, that is. We all know that they don't have to worry about their bills and they can take great care of their kids. But look at the people they're preaching to. While at church, their children starve and their rent is due. But who knew? Religion without God, this would do. Now, let me tell you what the ghettos and the projects were supposed to be. They were supposed to be heaven on earth and God. God was we. But somebody said God was in the sky and took God out of me. And when they said God was a he, they took God out of she. And in that concept, troubled son really don't believe. Peace, love, and power, beautiful people. This is the good brother coming straight to you from the center of self, from the eye power center, the intuitive point on which everything resides. And today's principle is the art of storytelling. Once again, we are here another Wednesday night, you and I, in order to explore the art of storytelling. I ask you to have an open heart, an open mind, and an open spirit. For whatever you hear, understand that if it heals you, or it makes you cry, or it makes you dance, or it bring back memory of once upon a time in your life, or your existence, or the existence of somebody close to you. Know that it's all right. It's all right. And if you need to cry, cry through the art of expression. Whatever that medium is for you, we're here together. 
So peace and light and love. Act 1, Scene 5. I remember as clear as day when a plane ticket came in the mail. <laughs> Auntie started screaming. Kevin, this is a ticket, a plane ticket. <laughs> it's a ticket to Tennessee. I can hear the song now by Arrested Development. Take me to another. Take me to another. Oh, man. The memory, the thought gives me joy. Who would have thought at 17 when I was in 11th grade in 1999 that the whole course, the whole course of my life would change? I'm going through all this pain and this suffering that's built up in me. Couldn't take it no more. Got to school. Wrote the suicide note. Lunch bell ring through the note in the trash. Go to lunch. The teacher get the note out of the trash can. She go through protocol. Take it to the counselor. They, I come back down the stairs uh, uh, after being my name being called on the loudspeaker and ask the question, Kevin, what's wrong? I break down. Counselor office. Everybody in the family now comes up to the school. My mom, my dad, my everybody. These people, I wanted to come and be with me before this moment. But I guess they couldn't see beyond their own traumas and their own pain that they hadn't healed from or dealt with. And so it caused me to go with two big big brothers came and got me and took and put me in a in a van and then put one of the jackets on me you know the one with the with the, the sleeves you put around your arms and they click click it yeah Einstein Hospital all of that the same oh. and here it is I get a plane ticket in the mail. Never been out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Not have been out of Pennsylvania uh, up until that point, I don't believe. Not not through, uh, not by, you know, based on memory. And I always would consider the homeboys like, yo, yo, we the boys that stay home. We stay in that block, that box for the uh, uh, top. for the you know, Right, we stay right there. And we love it. The world is right there. The world is in a four, six, eight block radius. Nothing else matter. Until that ticket came. Now I found myself in a Philadelphia airport with like 200 or 199 other high school students. Black and brown, beautiful people that look just like me. And we were all going to the same place. I remember the uh, as we were putting our bags, <laughs> checking in our bags. Uh, the lady behind the ticket booth, she's like, are y'all related? <laughs> are y'all related? Are y'all going to a family reunion? Everybody was wondering where were all these children going? And one of the, we, I don't remember seeing little adults at the airport with us. 
and it was it was all of us. We get on the plane, we get there, and we arrive in Knoxville, Tennessee, and there are people waiting for us with our names on, uh, like the boards, or you know. And at that moment, it was like, wow, wow. I had freedom school, and they was waiting for us. That was one of the first time I felt valued, important. And we get to the uh, Alex Haley farm, and they, you know, they travel us there. They get to the Alex Haley farm, and it's nothing but love. We eating together, we sleeping together, we training together, we building together. We telling our stories, we crying together, man. And this was something that I wasn't used to, not growing up in North Philadelphia. Now, how was I going to take this back and live this This was going to be a conflict. It had to be because it was so much different from my regular life. But that week in Tennessee was so powerful. It was so powerful that it changed me it allowed me to become something other than what I was prior to my arrival or some would say I just became what was already in me and I guess that's what the Reuben Mills and the Dana Kings of the world that's what they saw in me that's what Emerson that's what David saw in me and I'm so grateful that they did see something in me to be able to send me to freedom schools. And so I'm down there, Ruben Mills, Gaten Zorzi, and it was a lady, this was an elder, beautiful black woman, round about my size, you know, I'm short. So she was Mama Barbara Kelly Duncan. Beautiful. She make you think about your grandma or, or, your, or your auntie. The one you love hanging out with. And she took to me. And I remember on one of our breaks, I walked down to the Langston Hughes Library on the farm. And I wrote a poem. And I came back with the poem. And I shared it with uh, Ruben Mills and um, Dr. Barbara Kelly Duncan. And she had me to read it for the group that was on the farm you know because we graduated we had a graduation ceremony in the, during the end of the week and I was able to speak and then she called me back she said Kevin would you mind coming back we had and she she laid it out how the college students would come after the high school students and I'm like whoa there was 200 of us but when the college students got there it was like it was a whole, I don't even know the numbers, <laughs> but it was a lot of college students and I, I felt important. I felt needed. I felt good. I felt like I had a purpose and that purpose was steeped in my pain. It went from a suicide note to a poem that would change the world. And that's where my healing process started. And I didn't even know it. And I did not even, um, I weren't, I wasn't able to put words to what was happening until now. 
I'm 39 years old. Closing the chapter of Trouble Son, who was a 17-year-old kid who grew up in North Philadelphia and struggled and fought and fought. Nothing was handed to me. Everything that I have, I work hard for, I fought for, and people prayed for me. They continue to pray for me. And out of it all, one of the most, not one of the most, I believe it's the most important ingredient that I, I gathered on this journey was never take relationships for granted. Honor all good relationships. Nothing is a throwaway. If you can't use it for right now, just put it up. Later you will. So if you win a fire right now, know that your wings are growing. You're becoming a phoenix. And you shall become more than what you are going through. You are not what you're going through. You will go through it. Some say grow through it. But you're going to be something that you will later identify with. And some will call miraculous. Amazing. Miracle even. And it was that time and it was that trip that set me up for life. And it was that summer that my aunt told me that I had to leave her house. She adopted me and told me I had to leave with nowhere to go. And again, all I could think about right now is those people who were praying for me and I didn't even know it because my college intern and his good friend, Brother Smitty and Brother Pakiso, my main man. I walked the streets from some nights. I didn't want to tell nobody I ain't had nowhere to go. And I didn't want to go back to where I came from because it felt like I had, I, after going to Tennessee, I had outgrew. I had outgrew those, that part of me. And so I walked the streets for some nights, slept outside. Many didn't know that. And I ended up on Smitty Steps. And the brothers, Brother Kiso, we talked about it. <laughs> I was his high school student. And next thing you know, I was staying with Brother Aaron. He was a college student, man. He let me live with it for a few months or whatever. From that point, that summer, I was dancing around. Stayed over Kiso House many a nights. And so I want to thank, I have to thank his mother, Mama Young, Amina Young. I know you in the spirit world now, and you looking over the family and I know you're looking over me as well I love honor respect and I appreciate everything you're doing for me and so always remember if you're in a fire yeah it's burning away the old you but if you give into it it won't only burn away the old you but the you you could become. So don't give in. 
Don't give up. Endure. The sun will shine in the morning. I stopped writing about my mother who was on drugs. I stopped writing about my father who was absent. I, I just embraced it. I started writing writing about social ills and what was happening outside of me because after coming from freedom schools, I started to read more and I noticed, yes, I'm in pain, but other people are in pain who haven't healed to the degree in which I had and I was able to help. So I got to put it in a poem. And a poem allows people to respond to me differently. They pay attention to the poetry. And I'm saying the poetry. So it feels like they're paying attention to me. So. It started right things like. In the hood we sling words. Talking about look back birds. And how pyramids rose before the third. See, upside down is the world, state of proverbs, and all those sticks and stones break bones. Words will have you land on the other side of the curve. Momia Shahu, nobody you fool. The real story, they won't let you hurt. And brother, stop being scared to show your intelligence because God was never considered a nerve. God was never considered a nerve. You understand? And for all my brothers, I love you between pain and concrete windows, glass streets and still heartbeats between six feet of the good dying young the crack epidemic and the same gun aimed toward the sun to end our existence between deaf ears and all those who took the time to listen between mistakes and perfection your anger and aggression between false hopes and misguided direction between capitalism and liberation the big house and the white house from days of morals and values to materialism and not being valued between warlords and peacemakers selfish givers and selfless takers and between past and a present faith in science between god the devil and everything that i am between this paper and pen a bottle with spring water and a half pint of gin between nat turner and she who have yet to be born sunny days and endless storms between insanity and the norm death and being born between fact and fiction and the things i have yet to mention my love for you was god given ask jesus or Nas; they can tell you that it was written from beginning to end and so brother behind bars you're not alone because if you were born black or brown and impoverished we were all born in america's prison and so for the times I I couldn't write my brother letters in prison, I didn't know what to say. I didn't want to write him because I didn't want to look like I was showing off and I had a fight with not writing him because I didn't want to look like I didn't love him. That was the catch-22 that a, a young brother had. But brother behind bars, we ain't only imprisoned behind the bars but we are prison behind our minds in our spirits some in our emotions because of trauma but it's a way out you have to find your passion find your passion that thing that will give you life that will help you spread your story of your endurance 
always recognize those who assisted in your journey. No one lived this life by themselves and no one leave this life alone. So for all those individuals who played a part in what I am, I give thanks, a mighty, mighty thanks for you all. The brothers and sisters that I've acquired on my journey who are in this process of healing with me, I give thanks for your light and your love. I give thanks for your light and your love. And my brother who's been with me since the course of this journey upon entering freedom schools brother Dave I give thanks for your light I give thanks for your light brother brother Anya we give thanks for your light brother I give thanks for your light and I know you all in the spirit world Mommy, great grandma, I ask you all to continue to look over me. Continue to look over my brothers and sisters, my biological brothers and sisters. Continue to help us heal. There's steps to healing. We must embrace our stories. We must acknowledge that there are some things that we don't want the world to see. It don't always mean that you have to tell the world, but at least tell yourself the truth. And rise. And rise. And so, as I think back on one more encounter, <laughs> I'm remembering the echoes of our ancestors telling us that education is the passport to the future. She's the mother of civilization, philosophers and great debaters. She ushered in freedom singers during the course of slavery, remembering back in a day when we couldn't read or write, not because of our ability, but legally we couldn't read or write. So we did what we were made to do. From our ancestors' ashes, we rose like the phoenix with fire in our hearts and determination in our lungs beating the odds books in place of guns raising our children with a confidence to stand as strong and as proud as anyone mastering arithmetic and progress in self-esteem utilizing our imagination never forgetting the dream <laughs> see a title is only important if one's character and integrity dictates its use 4.0 gpas is all we know to do mind over matter so at no time should we give birth to an excuse we are the servant leaders those you were looking for and though hard times are upon us there's no need to fret nor worry and for all who never heard of me just call me mister grounded in service and education devoted to planting seeds that one day will birth trees of knowledge and inspiration bridging gaps between generation by way of education and communication praying that in our karma we will arrive on sankofa's wings of history and elevation teaching our story and his alike to grow many nation and if and if you're just keying in and still don't quite understand who i am just call me mr Mr. Imhotep, Mr. Carter G. Woodson, Mr. Amos Wilson, Mr. John Henry Clark, 
Mr. Nat Turner, Mr. Malcolm X, Mr. David Walker, Mr. Martin Delaney, Mr. William Steele, Mr. Paul Lawrence Dunbar, Mr. James Weldon Johnson, Mr. Claude McCabe, Mr. Langston Hughes, Mr. Melva B. Tolson, Mr. James Baldwin, Mr. Ozzie David, Mr. Mr. Amir Baraka, Mr. Greg Carr, Mr. Neil Holmes, Mr. Luke Nero, Mr. Anthony Browder, Mr. Barack Obama, Mr. Booker T, Mr. 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 Booker T. And if anybody still finds it hard to identify me, yeah, I grew up in the inner city, 1937 West Harlem Street. But if you're seeking a title to identify me, just call me Mr. Scene ends. <laughs>